Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and I welcome you. I welcome you to this ministry called Modern Homemakers, one of which I have been delighted to participate in for over 30 years now. Yeah, now you're going to find out how old I am. And uh, we have a wonderful website created by a great company called Contemplate, and the, it sings, it dances, it does anything you want it to do and more. Podcasts come through our website via iTunes and other ways. We have lots of free resources available to you. There's going to be a slight little change to our website, so keep your eye on it. It'll be more attractive and hopefully a little easier to use. Uh, there's a place called DonorBox, amazing company. Thank you, DonorBox, for what you do for ministries like ours where they charge a very small fee for you to send a gift to our ministry through their website or through their application. So if you go on and press give, you may make a donation to the ministry and they will receive it and deposit it right into our business account. So thank you for you doing that. We don't talk about money around here very much. We have lots of books and things available. Christmas time, we talk about more things that are available, but we're not here to raise money. We're here to raise awareness. And it is our goal to help women now. I just saw a new statistic. We are 36 countries now. We are in Russia. Did you know that? Someone in Russia. It can only be one person, and that's all they need to show up on our hot map. But we are being heard around the world, and I still can't believe that the technology does that. But I'm grateful for it. So wherever you are, shout out to Russia. Send us an email and let us know where you live. These podcasts are designed to help women do the four things that we all engage in. One, being women, different from men. Two, being wives. The majority of people are married in this world. Three, mothers. And we are mothers in all sorts of ways. Mothers of the heart, spiritual mothers, second-hand mothers, stepmothers, mothers biological, mothers adopted. We are mothers, and it is a nurturing part of who we are. And lastly, we are homemakers. I used to say this all the time. I remember my dear grandmother who was the homemaker in a home that was a vineyard in Northern California and a big old ranch house and all that went with it and trees and pears and peaches and almond and vines and you name it. And she was the homemaker. And as her life migrated, my grandfather died and she left California and came to Chicago. Then she lived with one family, then she lived with another family, and then she lived by... And in the end, she went from managing that big piece of property to managing one room where she had a dresser drawer and a closet and her bed until she died. She got up and made her bed and got herself dressed. We are always keeping a home somewhere, large or small. So it's our goal to help answer questions and be available. If you have a question you want me to answer, you want me to tell your name on air, just send me an email and we'll do it. We'll answer the question for sure. We began talking about marriage this year and I decided that we were going to go through what I call the nine essentials of marriage. Nine of them. There's no magic in the number of nine. They were a distillation of many subjects that I had taught on marriage. And as I lumped them together, I felt that these nine were really the absolute essentials. The institution of marriage, 
forgiveness and reconciliation in marriage, respect in marriage, acceptance, headship and submission, agreement, intimacy, mystery, grace upon grace, and graciousness and kindness. And so these nine I have been bringing to your attention during the month of January, and I am going to, in our next two times together, advance the ball down the road with four more of these essentials. And today I want to talk to you about respect. We live in an increasingly disrespectful culture. My daughter's college, when she went to college over 20 years ago, her campus was my first vision of how disrespectful the world could be. A student had taken his fast food bag in hand, opened his car door where he had just finished eating his fast food meal with his cup. The bag, the cup, the trash, he just opened his car door and left it right there in the parking lot of the school. This was a prestigious neighborhood in Santa Barbara, California, and I thought, what was he thinking? Well, he wasn't thinking probably, but more than that, he had no respect for himself for his college campus, for the people who live on that college campus with him, and for the people who live in that community. He wanted it out, and he didn't want to walk 15 feet to put it in the trash can. He just left it right there. Cutting and abusing yourself to relieve pain, which I didn't understand for a very long time, is a way that we see in our culture a disrespect of our own bodies. Running someone off the road and you've all seen it happen or letting them not turn through traffic while the cars stream by and all you have to do is pause long enough when the light turns rough to let them in. Crime is disrespectful. It is hard to value one another more than self in this society, much less a husband who is not worthy of your respect. And so often I hear this comment when people talk to me at a conference that I'm teaching or speaking at, or they write me letters and they write me emails and they say, but, but how is it that God could call me to respect someone who's not worthy of my respect? And I think it's a very, a very important question, and I think it's an understandable question. And in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, we see, each of you, however, should love his wife as himself, and a wife should respect her husband. Now, when you say he's not worthy of it, hmm, the first thing I want to say to you is, hmm, what's your definition of worthy? Is that doing everything you want him to do? Is that the project you took on when you married him and thought, yeah, he's kind of dry around the corners, and I'll moisten him up and make him look a little cuter, and I'll redress him and redress his brain and redress his everything, and then he'll be okay. Oh, that's a hardly a respectful thing. It's hardly a respectful thing, though, in a more serious manner than just him as a person. You are disrespecting the very image of God. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I've said this hundreds of times uh, for women as I speak on the subject of marriage. You know, I don't know what condition your husband is in or how good or bad he is, but I will tell you this. Whoever he is, whatever he's done, whatever he's doing, there are a hundred women out there who would be glad to have him. 
Is that a scare tactic? No, it's not. It's just a reminder sometimes that we forget that this relationship called marriage is one, ordained by God, and two, he created your husband in his image the same way he created you in his image. So doing what we're supposed to do is not a team sport. You know, we, we, the concept here is the concept that with a promise, you have offered respect to your husband. Respect is a verb. It involves action on your part. Its definition is to feel or show honor or esteem, consider or treat with deference or courtesy to show consideration for. I don't know what he does or doesn't do or what he looks like or how he is not worthy of your respect. But he is worthy of your respect because one, God created him. He's created in God's image. And two, God calls you to do it and he doesn't put any special categories on it. Now, I will say that I understand the difference between a man who is not doing the things that God has called him to do and a man who is and not doing it the way you think he should do it. But it doesn't change the fact that God has called you to offer respect for your husband, one, for the job of husband. You know, we live in a culture right now where where a lot of people have disrespect for the president of the United States of America, and they're happy to express it. I don't know where you stand politically, and I don't very often talk about where I stand politically. But I do know that there are positions in this culture, in this world, that deserve respect for the position. Now, yes, you need to be conscious of the fact that you are are diminishing that position, smudging its occupation. But the reality is that we are called, one, to respect what God has created, which is all the princes and kings he ordains. And two, it is the office of presidency. And so it is the office of husband. When I was a young adult, before I realized I had not been taught and certainly had not caught respect for others, it was hard one for me to undo. We've been talking about changes and practices, but no one in my household, no one in the world I lived in taught me that I should respect each other, that I should respect people's feelings. Not only respect them, but do it. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she causes shame It's like rottenness to his bone. Uh, What are you doing by not showing respect? Lacking respect for your husband tears him down. (laughs) You know, sometimes I think we get talking about our husbands and we show disrespect for the things we say because we really just need to have a pity party. Did you ever have a pity party? I've said this several times. Uh, Pity parties can be very therapeutic. You know, you say out, you cry out, you act out. But what I always recommend when it comes to a pity party is that you should invite very few people, maybe no people, maybe only yourself and God, and say all you think, say all you feel, but do it alone. Once you start down the road of running down a good man, it is hard to stop that truck coming down the road. Respect is not earned by his actions, but by your obedience. The kind of respect that God is calling us, that Paul refers to in Ephesians, has to do with your obedience. It's just a simple obedience. It's a simple obedience. 
In the Robinson Crusoe book, he says, all our discontent about what we want appeared to be to spring from the want of thankfulness for what we have. So don't tell me there isn't something good about that guy. Don't tell me there aren't pieces that you cared about him for. Don't tell me that you've forgotten why you said yes to marriage in the first place. In the Proverbs, there are many places that talk about this relationship between men and women. But the verse that I've quoted thousands of times is Proverbs 14 and 1. And that is that the wise woman builds her house and the foolish woman tears it down with her very own hands. You want to build a home. You want your children to respect their father. You want their father to do the things that God has called them to do. Don't tear him down, not to family or girlfriends or children. Don't rub in his mistakes. You want him to trust your heart. God calls us to do that. Don't punish him with no sex, no food, no conversation. I have done some of those things. I am here to tell you. And the easiest one for me to do was not talk to him. Like, I'm a chatterbug. And if I stop talking, he knows there's something wrong. Separating out from your husband is not the kinds of things that God calls us to do. He calls us to be one. I taught this lesson once and a girl came to me the next week and she told me she never realized that she had asked her husband's forgiveness and that she that week had asked him for forgiveness and he was like a different man in one moment. She said you just never knew that she had not been recognizing what God calls us to do. Make a list of what he does well. Make a list of what you take for granted for. Take time to tell him what they are. I never have to ask my husband to take out the trash. Never. Never. I don't often say to him, thanks for taking out the trash. I take it for granted. Write him a letter. Get a chalkboard and write a welcome to it, a greeting to him. Write him something on your bathroom mirror. Not a love letter, but a respect letter. Something that says that this is the good thing. Now, I don't watch much TV, but... I do love Blue Bloods, and what I love Blue Bloods for, I can't wait for the, the movie happens, the show goes on, and you know all the characters, Tom Selleck, but what I watch the whole show for is the family dinner. It takes about three minutes of the show. They are all about respect for family and authority and the elderly and the man in blue and this habit of meeting for supper on Sunday. I didn't catch it from my parents' respect, but God has shown me what his word says. Mary respected Joseph when an angel came and they moved. (laughs) I think of that sometimes as maybe the greatest piece of respect in the Bible. She had just been through quite a lot. An angel has come and told her she's going to bear a child. She hasn't been with anyone. Her husband-to-be might divorce her. They travel a long way to get to a place to bear this child. I mean, the story goes on and on and on. And now Joseph comes to her. And he's decided to stay with her. And he comes to her and says, Sorry, babe, we got to move. And we got to move fast. Did she just simply smile and say, Okay, honey? I just don't think she did. I think she questioned and wondered, but I know that she followed him and did it. And there's a great respect in that. Now, let me say to you that I am the last person on this earth to say that you are to stay engaged with someone who breaks the laws of the land. 
the laws of the land include that there's no hitting of one another, no beating on your wife because he's the head of the house. We're going to talk about headship and submission in our next time together. This is not the kind of relationship you are to stay in. But it is the kind of relationship you are to work hard to resolve and help and assist and not fly out saying, I can't stay in this anymore. Respect. Do you respect yourself? Do you respect God's word, which he calls us to do many things that are not terribly easy or our first nature? I encourage you to not only think in this new year about respect for your husband as one of the nine essentials of marriage, but respect for yourself and respect for the God who made you exactly who you are. I'm so glad you joined us today. Thanks for the privilege of talking to you about things that are important, things that I have experienced myself, and I'm always happy to answer your questions. Write us at modernhomemakers.org and we'll get your information. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a great day of showing respect for your husband.